Today's episode of the podcast is brought to you by Eccentric, the makers of the K-Box and the new K-Pulley. Guys, flywheel training's really grown in popularity of late, and although it's something that's been around for a while, the simple reason that it's grown in popularity is because it works. We've been lucky to have a K-Box in our weight room for the past three years, and we've seen some really great things when it comes to improving the athlete's ability to change direction, and then looking at our return to play protocols with different lower body injuries with the student athletes. The love-hate relationship that everyone has with the K-Box is now just going to grow more with the addition of the K-Pulley. The ability to do standing presses, pulls, rip-throughs, and knee drive exercises is just going to be another arsenal to our training and another addition to the love-hate relationship that our student-athletes have with the awesome tools that come from Eccentric. Go ahead and hop over to Eccentric.com today to check out what they have. Guys, I can't recommend it enough, and I guarantee you won't be disappointed not just with the products, but with the awesome customer service that Eccentric provides. Hey, everybody. If you enjoy the podcast and the content that it provides, make sure you hop over and check out the all-new Strength Coach Network. The Strength Coach Network is a combination of the CVA SPS community and the Rugby Strength Coach community, bringing you what is sure to be the Internet's leading resource for continuing education for strength and conditioning professionals. Combining these two resources has allowed us to bring some of the best content from some of the best minds in the world together for your one-stop shop to better improve the continuing education for not just yourself, but your entire staff. Bringing together all of the lectures from the Rugby Strength Coach community, along with the lectures exclusively done for the Central Virginia Sport Performance community, and all the lectures performed at the Central Virginia Sport Performance Seminar, make this an absolute must for performance coaches around the world. The world-class lectures at the Strength Coach Network are not all that you'll see as well. The discussion in the forums and the support and the career guidance from some of the top practitioners in the world, from people all over the world, makes this an absolute must and a great place for you to network, learn, and grow as a performance professional. So hop on over to strengthcoachnetwork.com and use the code CVASPS, that's C-V-A-S-P-S, to get your 48-hour trial for only a dollar. We're sure you're going to find great value in the Strength Coach Network and are really excited to have you involved. So hop on over to strengthcoachnetwork.com and use the code CVASPS to check it out today. Hello and welcome to the podcast. Today, guys, we've got an absolutely killer talk with the University of Buffalo's Mike Snowden. After a brief little intro of how Mike got up there, we get right into, you know, how his learning experiences starting in the Navy and then moving into each of the positions that he's been in has really had a huge impact as to how he's seeing things and implementing things and building things up there in Buffalo as the director. Mike then shares with us, like, you know, how he's utilized resources, not just on campus, but around town to really help benefit the student-athletes they have there. And this is really, really cool because I think it's something that a lot of us have a hard time with, connecting with people within the community to help um, the athletes and even people across campus. Uh, it's, it's kind of a common theme that they that don't always mesh great. So hearing how Mike has built this is really awesome. And then, you know, we finish off talking about the NSCA's basketball uh, SIG, you know, and how they're building it and what they're trying to do with that and the work that Mike's putting in there. You know, guys, this is really an awesome talk. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. Let's get right to it. Mike, thank you so much for taking the time to be with us today. Thank you for having me, man. Been listening to you for years, so glad to be here. Well, I'm just glad that we, you know, we can get two guys who spend a lot of time in Richmond, Virginia, and then more time in the state of Virginia to talk on Skype. Um, 
but you know, and then an awesome connection to the University of Richmond uh, between the two of us as well. Yeah. But let's let's talk about Mike and how he got to Buffalo. What what brought you um, back up north, and and what do you got cooking up there? Man, so actually met met the staff here when I was at VCU. So as a, when I was a GA at VCU, we played Buffalo. Um, met Nate, met Brian Hodson, who's our uh, one of our assistants, and from there. I don't know, something about the Buffalo program just kind of caught my eye. So I remember going back and I would like just go to the website and just check out the school and stuff like that. Uh, two years later, I take a job. I'm at uh, I'm at Mason. Um, I went back to Mason full time and then I get a call on a Friday about a position that opened up. So I tell my fiance, Colleen, I'm like, hey, let's get in the car. We'll go spend a weekend in Buffalo. Not telling her about the interview until I got in the car and on the road. <laughs> right. So uh, came back with a new job, moved up, and things have been awesome ever since, man. Uh, like I was talking to you about before we before we started, got promoted to be the director back in June. Um, so that's been good for me to kind of take an opportunity and help you know put together a program that that I feel strongly about and feel positive about and feel like I'm doing a good job, um, you know, from the different spots I've been before and what I've seen before, and kind of help mold it uh, to help the athletes here. And kind of taking each step along the way, learning under some some pretty awesome people. How have you brought things with you, including your pretty long stop before you got into coaching, um, to, to sort of build this program from the inside out when it comes to staff and, and the rooms and all of that thing? Yeah, so, I mean, I was in the Navy for seven years before I got into coaching, which uh one gave me the knowledge to want to get into strength and conditioning i always enjoyed training and stuff like that but had no idea you could actually do it as a profession until I, I was in the navy and had a strength coach and met a strength coach there um but i think ultimately like the organization the detail um one i think it helps you when you're with the athletes as far as being on time um they know to be here on time they know to be in the in the same training outfit or apparel or whatever you want to call it um so whether that's black shorts and a blue top that day or whatever i let them decide that but they know they got to look the same they know they got to be here uh before the clock strikes eight o'clock or whatever time it is we're training um from a staffing standpoint it's been awesome too getting everybody on the same page i think one thing about the military obviously everything's uniform so you know when i I first got here you know it was kind of like wear whatever you want to wear uh we went out got some gear to be uniform there you know buffalo sports performance gear and that sort of thing um making sure the racks were aligned a certain way, um, getting kids to kind of understand the importance of putting your weights back. It's one thing if you're going to use something, you don't just, you know, use a barbell or a band, whatever, and just throw it on the floor when you get done. That was probably my biggest pet peeve and probably the biggest thing uh, going on when I first got here and just getting everybody on the same page with that. Um, but I think it's been big. The athletes appreciate it at the end when they have a better space to work in. Uh, I think the staff appreciate it more when they bring recruits by, which helps the programs get better anyway. Uh, so it works for all parties involved. And you've been involved in a pretty big build when it comes to the men's basketball program as well. Yeah, that's been awesome. The uh, As you know, the probably the biggest part of that, not probably, the biggest part of that is recruiting, right? So Coach Oates, Coach Hodgson, uh, Weissel, Bauman, they all they go out. Coach Quarles, they all go out, look for the best athletes and get them in here. My job once they get them in here is get indoctrinated to the culture of, of UB basketball. Uh, coach wants tough dudes that work hard, uh, work hard for themselves, work hard for the program, and, and do what they're supposed to do when they're supposed to do it. Um, so 
again, taking what I've learned from the military, obviously they're not they're not in the Navy or in the Army. If they want to do that, they could have gone and done that. But uh, just some of those principles, you know, again, being on time, being respectful uh, when you're talking to a coaching staff, when you're out in the community dealing with people, uh, just simple things and, and being a good role model for them. Uh, obviously, we have four years to develop the student athletes, so working my tail off to do that. Uh, whether it's the nutrition side, the training side, uh, trying to do some sleep monitoring stuff to kind of help them out. But it really all comes down to behavior change. Um, so that's been a big part of it, having the conversations with them. And with part of that behavior change, you guys are working on some things when it comes to community involvement, when it comes to the nutrition of your student athletes. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think one thing that I like doing is like connecting with coaches. Obviously I met you when I first hit you up about coming up to Richmond, just to see what you were doing. Um, but, you know, we have different sponsors and stuff like that for the program. So I reach out to them just to see what they can do and, and help us out. Obviously, when, when people put together sponsorship deals, whether it's up in development or wherever, you know, strength and conditioning isn't usually the first person or first unit thought of when they're putting together these deals. But I think it's important to reach out to whoever you have there or on campus to kind of help you out. Because ultimately, athletics, winning games, winning championships puts butts in the classrooms. So it's an important concept of it. Yes, and then when we look at that, you've taken on some new interesting projects when it comes to being the director up there. So let's, let's talk about, one, where you found the necessity for these, and two, how that connection with the community has helped improve what you're able to provide for the kids you get to work with. Yeah, so different fueling options. So we reached out to a grocery store here about being able to do some things there. Um, at a much lower price than what we could get from a lot of supplement companies or, or just if we were to go to the grocery store in town and pick it up ourselves. Um, the internship program, I think, has been big for us. So when we talk about, you know, using who's on campus for us, our Department of uh, Exercise Science and Nutrition has been big for us. Uh, we go over there, do all our testing, whether it's the BOD pod, VO2 max testing, um, we even have a, a dietetics program where, where we set up uh, basically a program where dietetics students and, and professional or the, the teachers over there would come over once a month and, and do some sort of talk for our student athletes. So we did it once a month in the fall. I think our first one was was protein and, and protein timing for, for different athletes. Uh, and this was open to every team. Uh, the other one was on carbohydrates. We did one on supplements and, and kind of smart shopping for those. And then the last one was kind of just a, a, a catch-all where, you know, the student athletes have have different questions on nutrition or whatever. Uh, you know, we we've, we kind of preach the same message all the time when it comes to that. But it's I just think sometimes it's good for them to hear it from a, a separate or an outside voice. Um, and they sometimes take that a little bit better. Yeah, especially when that's someone that they're going to see on campus at different events as well. Yeah. So, yeah. So when we, when we talked to them, we made it a point, like, you know, we don't want this to be a once a month thing where they see you. So try to get into the weight room and they come in and they'll, they'll shadow the weight room every now and then not, not coaching or anything like that, but just kind of, you know, meet and have a one-on-one -on -one with an athlete as they finish up. So it's a little bit more regular and they feel a little more comfortable talking to them when they see them more often type thing. Um, so that's been good. It's been helping us out. Um, I think also the internship program we got from them, they, uh, Every semester I've been here, we've gotten better interns, and it's always good to go see them kind of go off and, and do their next next thing, whatever they're excited about. Um, it's not always, you know, they don't always come in, I want to be a diehard strength coach, which is fine. Um, 
some of them want to get into PT school, which is big here. Uh, do they always get in? No, but at least they have the experience to uh, to be able to kind of shape their future, whatever route they want to go. No, I love that, especially because for so many people, something that's talked about very often is that it, the challenge of bringing academia in together with athletics. Yeah, I love it. That was one of my – so at George Mason, it was a very solid program of that. So like Dr. Jones, she was in the lab. She was in the weight room. They were doing a ton of stuff, uh, and it was all encompassing. So that was one of the first things I wanted to do when I got here was get them involved. Um, so probably my first or second week on campus, I reached out to Dr. Hostler, who, who's the, the chair of that department over there, and just kind of just wanted to see what we could do to get get the ball rolling on that. So I went over there and met with them. And, and the testing kind of made it easiest for us was just we knew we wanted to check in, and, and body count was important to us, so we wanted to see where we had. So that was what we started with, and it's just kind of grown from there. Um, looking at doing a, a sports performance track in their uh, – exercise science program. So that's kind of another area we're looking to grow moving forward and be a little bit more involved with there. So the interns we do get are the ones that wanted to be in strength conditioning and that sort of thing. That's awesome. But then would you still keep it open to those kids who maybe are still looking that PT route um, and maybe run it a little different for them? Absolutely. So, so Gino, who's our associate director here, he runs our internship program and, and him and I have sat down multiple times and kind of figuring out how we can tailor it so that you know, the, that senior who's trying to get a job or a GA position in strength and conditioning isn't getting the same thing that, you know, Johnny, I don't know what I want to do, is doing as a, as a sophomore or a junior. Um, someone who might be getting just a better understanding of learning exercise technique as opposed to someone who's, you know, looking to move forward and get that GA position or whatever. Um, so trying to make it separate. Yeah, I love that. That's something we've toyed around with here at times that, you know, sometimes we when you don't have as many options, it's harder to matriculate yeah. that way. And as you know, it's tough getting, it's tough recruiting volunteers to Buffalo in the fall. <laughs> when you, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, you, know, you got, you know, you got some snow coming. It's, it's not a tough sell, but I think, uh, I mean, obviously it helps when we win the, the year, the department's had has been crazy between women's basketball going to sweet 16 men's basketball, football, winning the division, uh, and then multiple other teams. I mean, we've, had a really good year in the MAC, so it's been good. Yeah, so now let's talk about taking that next step. You know, we talked a little bit before that, that you know, everybody always says, man, yeah, I want to be a director. Yeah, I want that title. But there's there's some things that come with that, that little word with it. Yeah, there's a lot. So, I mean, when you're – when you're an assistant at GA or whatever, you know, you do stuff and then you, you kind of don't see the behind the scenes stuff. And then you kind of peel that curtain back and change titles. And the next thing you know, you get a lot thrown at you. So um, obviously, ultimately, you know, you want to stay within that budget. I think once you once you get out of that, that's when you start having those conversations. Um, but uh, a, lot of, a lot of different activity. I think the biggest thing is if you make sure the student athletes take care of everything else kind of falls into place, I feel like. Um you know, yeah, we don't have any more. Like right now, we're we're training in a room with no dumbbells. You know, we built a new room, spent a bunch of money on a ceiling, so we don't have dumbbells. At the end of the day, I'm gonna train the teams and get them better, and we'll figure out the dumbbells later. Uh, but that's just kind of where we're at. Um, but yeah, definitely a lot of stuff comes with it. That's awesome, man. And you, you're a guy that came in in a in a 
different situation, having spent time in the military and then going back to school. Yeah. Let's talk about that because I think that another thing that people look at with the field is kind of the idea that you got to be in from 18, 19, 20, rolling all the way through. Like, how, how have there been some positive influences along the way that, that have helped kind of dispel that, that myth when it comes to the now director, Mike Snowden? Yeah, so I think... Yeah, honest with you, I think like I tell people this all the time. Like if I would have gone going to college for me right out of high school, I probably would have just partied too much and just went back home or whatever. Uh, I think I was a lot more focused coming from the military. Um, when it comes to the jobs and stuff like that, one, I think I think people who have been in the field have a lot. I don't want to say a lot more respect for you, but they understand like you know you're probably not going to be the guy that's you know sick every day or have an excuse or something like that. Um, so really, you just got to be open to work. I mean, when I was I was interning in Maryland with Coach Wilson, who's at Colorado now, and I mean, I was getting up at 2.30 in the morning out of the house by 3.15, um, not because I wanted to drive, you know, an hour and a half, two hours to get home and then sit in two hours of traffic on the way back, but because I knew my end goal, what I kind of wanted to do, that was part of it. So here's what it is. I think you got to make some sacrifices and, and do that. Um, but... I think I think some people look at it as a as a negative because you're older, but I think you know it's also a positive because you're also coming in with a lot more life experience. Um, good thing about me, like our head coach, five years ago he was teaching math class, so he didn't have a very conventional coaching route either, um, which is awesome. So then we kind of connect on that same level, but um, you know he kind of trusts me to do what I do, and uh, it's been good. Oates was a math teacher. Yeah, high school math out in Michigan. Yeah, so. Interesting. I wouldn't have guessed that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a lot of you won't know, but uh, he'll, he'll, you, you can't fool him with any numbers. He'll, he'll catch you on that quick. <laughs> yeah, I, was, I mean, now a lot of things like kind of tie together because we had those conversations about numbers with the monitoring stuff, and he was in the conversation, and there was part of me thinking like, wow, a head basketball <laughs> coach is in this talk. That's kind of yeah, cool. No. But now he's like, all, that's he's his thing. Yeah, that's his thing. So whether it's, I mean, he's tracking every stat and, you know, he'll figure out your percentage on the line or whatever in about two seconds. So he's, uh, he's good, man. He crunches numbers like no other. <laughs> I love that, dude. I love that. So let, let's talk about that too, because you were talking about your time at Maryland. You had some, some really good mentors along the way. And yeah. for a guy who got in there, starts to build a, a new program with a new staff and a new team from the bottom up to then come from the director role. There were some great leaders that you got to learn from too. What are some of those lessons that you brought with you that you would say, or you get into spots and you're like, Oh yeah. So man, so many of them. So George green, uh, who was at Mary Washington now at Stony Brook, I, uh, I did an internship with him right when he got to uh, Mary Washington. It just, he was so like, the first day I got there, the conversation was, I said, hey, you looking for interns? And he was like, yeah. And then he's like, what do you got going on right now? And I'm like, nothing, I can come over. So boom, I ride over to the university. He's in there moving equipment around. So like, he gave me an opportunity to see like the ground level, almost in like that director role. Because at D3 level, it was just him and, 
and he needed help. So he let me do whatever I needed to do to help him out. Uh, I think coming from Maryland with Coach Wilson, just like the organization was almost like the same level as the military. And I love that. So, you know, we were turning plates. We were making sure, you know, the number of plates on each rack, just simple things like that that people don't think about that I think go overlooked uh, that help you really like establish your program and make it look uniform and consistent and all that stuff. Uh, Greg Golden, man, at VCU, all about the pace. Obviously, they play at a pace. Uh, we play at a pace here at Buffalo, so we train at a pace as well. Um, and that's part of what I was talking about when I, I mentioned getting you know, used to that culture when they get here. Um, like, you know, we're on your feet when we train, we move fast, uh, we train fast, uh, throughout the season, I, I try to get them in and out in a half hour and that's our training session for the day. Um, but that's probably the biggest thing I took from Greg. Uh, obviously Handy's been in the game for a long time in one spot, which is hard to do. Uh, but a very smart dude. And he gave me my first opportunity, him and John, um, without those two, I wouldn't have my first internship there and, and, and got an opportunity to, uh, excuse me opportunity to learn from them uh and even john there john does a ton behind the scenes out there um but I, and most people know handy because he's kind of the face of the program but but uh john's a smart dude and, and knows a lot and does a lot there so that's been good too um but a lot of people helped me along the way so i really appreciate them that's one reason why i'm i'm so passionate about the internship program here is because i know how important those are uh and what that can mean to you moving forward i think a big part of it is also like like I said earlier, reaching out to coaches and getting to know them. So when we travel in the MAC, I hit everybody up where we're going to to go see what they're doing or if I could pop in or whatever, even in the non-conference as well. But, uh, you know, in the MAC or in your conference, you get to see a lot of these guys a little bit more regularly, which makes it easier. Um, I know there's a good group in the A-10 who's kind of shuffled around a little bit now, but um, but it, it, it helps. Um, that's probably the biggest thing, not being afraid to reach out to – to, to folks you haven't met and just you know fire off a question if it's something you've you're wondering about them or how they do things um makes sense worst thing they can do is not answer or say i mean i guess they could do worse but whatever <laughs> right but you don't see that often right like i think especially with basketball that for some reason there seems to be more and more of an openness as we've kind of progressed into almost every team having their own uh, guy or woman working with the team that it's like, yeah, come on in, let's wrap, let's catch up. Like knowing everybody in the league is it's turned into being a cool thing as opposed to like, well, you're not going to learn our secrets. Yeah. Yeah. We go, we go out dinner together. We went to Mac tournament this year, went out and had dinner. So it was good. The, uh, it, it was cool. Um, and yeah, most, most of them are open. Uh, we've also been, I've been doing some work with the, uh, NSCA and their basketball SIG. Trying to get a little bit more involvement on there. One of the things the NSCA has been big about is kind of or pushing rather would be like that Facebook page, which I feel like a lot of people aren't on Facebook these days, but that's kind of the main method for how we communi uh, communicate. And it's, it's been good to get more people involved and, and just kind of fire some questions off and, and share ideas, really. So, so run down that rabbit hole a little bit, too. Like, how did you get involved with that? And uh, what what are you trying to build and what are you guys, I'm assuming Scott's involved with that as well. Like what are you guys trying to build through that medium? Yeah. So they oversee it. So the chair of that group, each SIG, they have, you know, the college coaches SIG, which is probably the biggest one on Facebook. Uh, I know lacrosse is huge. I think baseball is pretty big. Uh, the basketball SIG just hasn't really gained that much traction on there, but uh, ultimately we're looking to share ideas and, and, and get better as a, as a group. Um, I think our area is a very unique sport whether it's whether it's scheduling or whether it's programming 
uh, you got to be unique. Well, I don't think I don't say you got to be unique, but you got to be able to adapt um, just based on the schedule alone. But uh, everybody does something different. If, if there was one right way, we'd all be doing the same thing. So uh, there's a newsletter coming out. I think we're doing that quarterly. We should have one coming out in the next week or two. Um, just different meetings uh, that kind of kind of figure out a way. One of the issues we run into with the NSCA is their conferences never really line up with folks that work in basketball, whether it's January or uh, I don't even know when the other one is, but most of the time you can't get out there. I think it's August or something like that. July, uh, the coaches one is like early January, I think. Yeah. So like just things like that, passing the word along so that we could figure out something, whether it's, you know, piggybacking on one of the basketball conferences that are already going or, or starting something different to uh, really just grow, grow our Avenue. And, uh, been working on that, trying to make it better and, and do different things and, and provide some ideas. I've been reaching out to coaches about sharing ideas. Um, some of the bigger names, I mean, I think I think there's a lot of them that have good information, but folks just aren't finding it all the time, if that makes any sense. No, yeah, because there's definitely the ability to be kind of punch drunk when it comes to finding information online right now. <laughs> yeah, every, everybody's got, you know, 10 articles on whatever, um, so that makes it tough, but trying to provide better resources for folks um, and just share some ideas, really. No, that's awesome, man. And, and whatever we can do to drive things forward, we'll make sure that we put a link to that in the notes, too, so people can get get into that and sign up and, and be involved. Awesome. Well, listen, Mike, I appreciate the time today, man. This is fantastic. And uh, stoked we could do this because this is yeah. what we, we probably should have done a, a hot minute ago. Yes, thanks, man. I Again... Appreciate you helping me out when I was an undergrad and all that. So it's it's been awesome following you and going to the conference and and just getting a chance to know you and see what you're doing out there. So appreciate yeah, you. Hopefully we can catch up with the, the Bull staff this summer a bit. <laughs> Absolutely, man. All right, man. Well, listen, all the best to you guys. Keep kicking butt up there in Buffalo, and we'll be in touch real soon, brother. Right, appreciate you. Have a good one. Yeah, you too, man. Cheers. See ya. And a huge thanks to Mike Snowden for spending the time with us today. Guys, just breaking down everything that they're building out there, how they're building it, what they're looking to do. Um, and again, not just the work he's doing at Buffalo, but what he's doing with the NSCA, with the Basketball Special Interest Group. Uh, I can't thank Mike enough for the time today and being so open, honest, and candid with his sharing and all he's doing to try to help better the field moving forward. So Mike, keep up the awesome work, brother. Truly appreciate you and everything you're doing. And as always, guys, if you did enjoy the talk, please share it through the social media outlet of your choice, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, whatever it may be. Again, we are just trying to get the best information out to all the great coaches that we can. And as always, guys, thank you for everything that you do for us here at Central Virginia Sport Performance. We will be back next week with another awesome guest. We will see you then.